Welcome to the Transform Your Wedding Podcast, a how-to guide for taking your wedding to a whole new level. Here's your host, Marie Kubin from Rent My Wedding. Hey everyone, today we're talking about wedding planning and why it's so stressful. I'll be chatting with Leah Weinberg, the owner and creative director of ColourPop Events, a wedding planning company based in New York City. Leah has seven years of experience in the industry and she's been featured in media including Vogue, People, The New York Times, Martha Stewart, and more. So I can't wait to chat with Leah and hear all of her tips for how to reduce some of that wedding planning stress. Hey Leah, well thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, and we've got a really interesting topic, you know, talking all about the stressfulness that comes with wedding planning and hopefully some tips for how to eliminate it and avoid it. So I can't wait to hear all of your insights. Yeah, I'm excited to share. It's definitely an interesting topic um, and hopefully this will bring some relief to some couples today. Yes, and I know they all need it. So now you've been doing weddings for such a long time and you work directly with couples. So you see firsthand what the big issues are that's stressing people out. So talk it through some of those things. What are some of the biggest things that you think are causing stress for couples? I would say the biggest thing that's causing stress is money. So money is probably a hot button topic for almost everybody. My therapist likes to say that the three top issues with couples are sex, children, and money. So money coming into the equation of wedding planning. And for a lot of couples, you've got to imagine, unless they've purchased a home themselves or together, this is probably the most amount of money that they've spent on a singular thing in their entire lives. And it can feel there's just so many emotions around that. It's just like the fear in spending money. So depending on how comfortable you are spending money to begin with, that could be stressful. I know there's a lot around not knowing how much stuff costs. And so this fear of either of being paid, of paying too much or being ripped off, which isn't a particularly fun feeling. And then when you're kind of incorporating self-funding versus outside contributions, you know, having conversations with money about other folks is really stressful. So I would say, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, but that's probably one of the big ones that causes a lot of stress for couples is money. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And especially it's probably the first time that the couple has ever even talked about money. You know, they're dating, things are kind of separate. And now all of a sudden you're planning this huge thing with both of your financing. And that is just, you know, such a new thing to navigate now. And you talked to you about if there's outside money. So I know parents contributing that can, it's awesome, but it can also complicate matters and (laughs) a little extra stress. For sure. Yeah. Just, and it's about, it's all about having the conversations to kind of get it all out on the table. Um, I mean, but if you think about it from a practical perspective, have you ever in your life spent, talked about spending a thousand dollars on cake before? I mean, probably not. And it's just like, what world am I in now where we're having these conversations? It's kind of like twilight zone territory. I'm sure. For real. It is. And what can couples do to, you know, eliminate that stress that comes with the budget talking? There's, I make, I always tell my couples that I'm never going to promise you a stress-free experience because I don't think anybody can like make wedding planning stress-free. It's always just going to be a little stressful and and anxiety inducing, but to reduce the stress when it comes to money, you have to talk about it. So it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward, but I am such a big believer in the power of 
open, honest, truthful communication. And so talking about it, if you like to be frugal and don't, and aren't comfortable spending a lot of money in your day-to-day life, talk to your partner about that and kind of talk about the feelings behind spending, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in some cases, like even if you can afford things, I think sometimes there's this misnomer that you're loose with your money and aren't careful with your spending. But even when there's a lot of money to spend, it might still feel really scary for you to put that money out there. So talk about it, talk about how you're feeling. If there's outside contributors, talk to them about it. If you have a therapist, if you have a best friend, talk to them about it. Just make sure that you're expressing these feelings and not keeping it in because that's just going to make the tensions run a lot higher. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Having that communication open and doing that right up front at the very beginning before you even lock in that budget. Make sure everyone is on board so you're not trying to, you know, make it work later when it's already too late and you've already committed to things. Um, And I know too, when it comes to those outside contributors, a big question that I always like to ask is, you know, who's making the final decisions? Because, you know, if the parents are paying for the whole wedding, does that mean they're also going to choose everything or is the couple going to choose things? So I think not only how much you're interested in spending, but, you know, who then gets the power to decide on things that goes along with that contribution. Yeah. Setting those expectations. Um, and expectations, I think, is also a place where um, a lot of stress and anxiety comes into the wedding planning process. From just a basic level, the tradition of a wedding and what society, how society views it and tells you that it's going to be like the best day of your life. I mean, that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself that this one day is like, going to be the best day of your life. And one of the things that I, I, when I'm trying to dispel that myth, I just say, like, think about it. You're not peaking on your wedding day. If the wedding day was the best day of your life, like it would, everything would be downhill from after that. But it's like, you get married, you have so many adventures to share with your partner. You know, you might have children or have fur children or get a great new job or like, just there's so much that awaits you that setting expectations that this doesn't have to be picture perfect or Pinterest worthy or the best day of your life is going to help take people's temperature down a lot. I think when it comes to the stress of wedding planning, just being realistic about and being thoughtful and mindful of what expectations you are attaching to the day. And then that way you can kind of talk through them and be more realistic and set expectations about what this day is actually going to look and feel like for you. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that expectation is definitely a huge factor in causing the stress. You're trying to live up to, you know, what everyone's doing on social media or what your sister did for her wedding or whatever it might be. So just keeping in mind that you need to be realistic and think about what the day is actually about, which is, you know, celebrating your love. So don't get so caught up in meeting some standard that you forget the whole point of the day. Yeah. And social media is obviously great when it comes to wedding planning and ideas and inspiration and all that stuff, but it's also just such, it can just be so heavy. Cause like you said, this pressure to live up to what other people have done or to have the photos that are going to be Instagram worthy and that all your vendors are going to want to post and you're going to get it published and all this stuff. Like that wasn't, I mean, I, I got married in 2012. And so I feel like that wasn't all that big of a concern at that point. And I'm grateful for that. But today there's just that much, so much pressure of things being so public and on social media that um, is new for a lot of people. 
Definitely. I feel like we need to do a whole little part of this discussion just about social media, because I honestly think like that's the number one most stressful part about wedding planning. So what do you recommend to your couples, you know, when it comes to, you know, almost having boundaries between looking for inspiration versus getting sucked into a black hole? Yeah. The biggest thing to remember is that when you're looking at a photo, you don't know what that photo costs. And that's kind of the biggest thing to keep in mind, because you might say, I think a great example that I run into all the time with my clients is they want those rustic wooden farm, like naked farm tables. And when you're having a 200 person wedding and you look at the cost of that, I mean, in New York city, those tables rent for like $120 upwards, like sometimes 200. And when you have 200 guests that many, farm tables really adds up. And I've had so many couples kind of get really stuck on that look, but then it just wasn't worth the expense of something like that. So keeping in mind that as you're looking at things that you don't know how much they cost and that you shouldn't get attached to something until you can kind of have an idea of how that how much it costs and how that's going to work into your budget. Um, and then the comparison game. I'm a big fan of giving the advice of if you are following somebody on Instagram or social media, whatever platform it is, and they make you feel bad about yourself or they don't make you feel great or you feel jealous or competitive with them, just unfollow them. Just stop <laughs> looking at them, take them out of your life, draw that boundary. They don't have to be in your life. You're not going to miss out on something and you'll probably feel a lot better by drawing that boundary and just like eliminating that from the equation. Yeah. I think that's such a great point because it can be easy to get sucked in and think, oh, this person is so respected. Everyone's following them. That's what I need to do. And I'm not measuring up. So I think just eliminating all of those accounts completely from your life is a great tip. 100%. Um, and yeah, like you said, just making sure that you're looking for ideas, but then you need to check the costs too, because a lot of these photos are not even real weddings. A lot of them are styled shoots where, you know, people are contributing this and no one actually had to pay for this wedding. And it would be a whole different story if a bride was going to have to have the bill for that wedding. Yeah. And I feel, I think florists are kind of the hardest the, when it comes to vendors in terms of pricing and couples understanding what things cost. I think florals is a place where there's just a lot of misinformation or lack of information. Um, again, I have couples all the time that like, they want that entire garland of greenery and florals running down the length of the table with the candles and all that stuff. And that is outrageously expensive. <laughs> candles are expensive full length garland just of greenery, even without flowers is expensive. And so it's, it's a, there's just a lot, a big piece of education with wedding planning, frankly, in terms of learning how much stuff costs. And then once you know, and once you have the facts that is going to help you make smart decisions, hopefully feel more confident, less overwhelmed and less stressed overall. Definitely. So how about the wedding day itself? Are there things that you think are really stressing people out when it comes to the day of? Yeah, it, it depends on your mindset going into it. So I love a go with the flow client. And a lot of times I will have like this pep talk with them beforehand to basically explain that once you are at the week of the wedding, family and friends are coming into town, you're taking off work and spending time with them. You get to your rehearsal dinner, like everything's just going to kind of like roll from there. And particularly once we're at the rehearsal dinner, 
everything for your day is set. We have done the best that we can to prep for everything. And if something goes wrong, like obviously know that I will do my best to take care of it, but there are some things where you are just going to have to go with the flow. So if something doesn't look right, or like the color of the flowers wasn't exactly like you hoped, as long as things look great. And I will help be the objective judge of like, if things look good, sometimes there's just nothing that you can do about it. And you really just kind of have to go with the flow and say, this is going to happen. It's still going to be a great day. Um, one of my favorite stories to tell is I have had a couple who had their friend of theirs was their officiant. And he's this very outgoing guy, big personality, just really lovely and really fun. And before the ceremony, he comes up to me and he's like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm not going to have my like iPad or my script up there with me. I'm just going to wing it. And even professionals don't just wing it. Um, But you know, like, I'm not here to tell, you know, I'm not here to tell you what to do. If you feel confident in doing it, like do it. So (laughs) ceremony's great, super cute, lots of laughs, lots of tears, all that stuff. And we get to the end and he pronounces them husband and wife. And he forgot to do the exchange of rings like completely. And I'm sitting there on the back, like I'm watching this whole thing and there's nothing that I can do about it. Like I know that they missed it. Cause I, you know, and I can't really do any, there's like no hand signals or smoke signals or anything that can do that (laughs) event. Fortunately, before they started walking back down the aisle, somebody did like whisper to them, like, Oh, we, you forgot to do the rings. And so they went back, did the rings, like did the exchange of rings. And then he repronounced them husband and wife. And then they processed back. But it's like, if you're taking your day too seriously and want it to be too perfect, something like that is, I mean, like that's a fairly significant thing, like a fairly significant flub, but it doesn't have to ruin your day or dampen the mood. I personally think it's a really fantastic story. And like the fact that the couple just went with it, they weren't mad at all that like he made that mistake and it was great. And so like, that's it. It's like, stuff's going to happen. A lot of times, if something, even if something goes wrong, it's going to be really memorable and it's going to make the day like really special. So just the day of just go with the flow, you know, have that mindset, prep yourself in advance for having that kind of mindset and just kind of roll with it. Cause once you're there, there's not, there's like no turning back. There's not a whole lot we can do to change it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Just being flexible, go with the flow. And usually no one's even going to notice the little details. So you might be thinking, oh my gosh, that's not what I wanted, but your guests have no clue. So as long as, you know, you just keep moving on, don't make a big deal out of it. It it doesn't need to be a big deal. Yeah. I had a client who the, when the flowers came that day, they weren't the right color palette. The client had thought they were going to be more of like an orangey color palette. And they ended up being like very pink. They were stunning and gorgeous. And I just reassured her like, these are amazing. Nobody is going to know the difference. Yes, you know, and you might not be happy with it, but just let it go. Don't let it ruin your day. These are gorgeous and nobody's going to know. Exactly. They're still flowers. They're still beautiful. So I think that's a great mindset. Yeah. For my own wedding, um, the DJ actually messed up the father daughter dance. Um, so like his, his music wouldn't work and he ended up having to play a different song altogether, which was a super bummer, but it's one of those things, the same thing where it's like, it was still fun. It was still a cute moment. And the song honestly doesn't matter. 
So yeah, and only something. And only you notice. I mean, I had a couple, the DJ, because the cup, so it wasn't, I don't blame the DJ a hundred percent on this. The couple was changing their mind a ton, like in the just days or two leading up and like kept changing their first dance song. And so he accidentally played the wrong one. He had picked like he played the version that they had originally selected and then they changed their mind last minute. Um, but even the couple didn't notice, like they were so in the moment and also kind of a bit terrified about that, like spotlight moment of the first dance that like, they had no clue that the like, wrong song got played. Anything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go with the flow is huge. And I think too, one of your points you kind of brought up is just knowing that you planned ahead of time is going to go a long way in giving you a stress-free wedding day. So if you know you know, we've planned everything out way in advance. So that way you've got that peace of mind when you get into the big day. Um, so just making sure that you actually do that ahead of time and you're not one of these brides who, you know, I had a client who said, I'm gonna do a DIY project. We're gonna do all the favors. Um, and she was doing them until 2 a.m. the day before her wedding. So she got no sleep and it was a total nightmare. <laughs> um, so I think that's another big thing, just making sure you actually leave enough time and prepare everything well in advance. You're not left doing things last minute. That's going to add so much extra stress. Absolutely. Be And being realistic. Yeah. Being realistic. I think people have like kind of high hopes and expectations about what they're going to be able to get done that week, but you just have to be realistic with your time. I've had, I always tell my clients, like the only things you have to have at your wedding is like well, you don't even really have to have the marriage license because technically you could get legally married afterwards anyway. But like, if you're having a seated dinner, like people need to know where to sit. So you need like place cards, escort cards or table numbers. Like those are the only things. And so anything else that's just going to add stress and make you stay up till two o'clock in the morning, like nix it. That is my thing. (laughs) I've had, I had one bride. It was so adorable because she was like, she thought she was going to DIY her flowers. And I never like, I never, ever, ever, ever let my clients do this. And she was just so insistent. And then I think it was like two, even two months before the wedding, she finally had that realization of like, there's no way that I can do this. I need to hire somebody. But a lot of couples think that, um, I had another client who thought they, they asked me, they're like, I think we know the answer to this, but what are your thoughts on us baking our own wedding cake? And I said, absolutely not. Right? Oh my gosh. No, no, you're not going to have time. Something might go wrong. Like, no, let's just have vendors. And to your point about, you know, like feeling confident in the day of that's so important that you like build trust with your vendors and make sure you're hiring really good people. Because if you have an amazing team, you're just going to go into that day saying like my vendor team's got my back. They have this Mm -hmm. all under control if anything goes wrong, I trust them to like handle it. Like it's going to be great. And so just even from laying that foundation from the beginning with a solid group of vendors is so helpful. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Planning at the front end, getting that great vendor team. And if you're a type A personality like me, just, you know, do lots of confirmations. So if you want to confirm the week of and say, Hey, I just want to make sure everyone's all set. You're going to be there. You're doing this. Um, I always love that. Just getting that reaffirmation that yes, we're good to go. And, you know, that way you don't go into the day wondering, oh, are they going to do this? Did they remember about this? And 
you've already got it all set out ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. Even as a planner, I do that. So I like, obviously about the two month mark leading up to the wedding is where I'll start all the conversations with vendors about scheduling needs and like load in all that stuff and timing. And I still do a final confirmation with everybody two weeks out because my worst nightmare is that like somebody had the wrong date on their calendar or they somehow forgot. And I'm just like, nope, we're going to confirm like everything really close to the wedding so that there's no way that you can like forget to show magically forget to show up. Exactly. (laughs) So anything else that you see is causing a lot of stress for couples? Yeah, the last thing I wanted to touch on, I think, is just it's important for couples to remember that weddings are the intersection of so many different things. So it's like it's money, it's love and your relationship, it's family dynamics and family politics. It can be the blending of religions and the blending of cultures. And it's just this whole big ball of lots of high stakes and emotionally high and like high tension things that are all coming together. So understanding the different pieces and being able to have conversations about the different pieces and navigating those relationships and all that stuff is really fantastic. Um, because it's so, it's just so it's high stakes, it's emotionally charged and there's a lot going on. So I think to kind of be able to step back, look at things from a high level and identify all the things that are contributing to the stress, um, and then handling those individually is going to be really important. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I, a lot of couples, I feel just go into their wedding planning. They don't really take the time to think about some of these things beforehand. So I think that's such a great idea to think about, you know, what's going to be changing. What are we blending religions, everything? Um, Because otherwise you just kind of force your way through it. And it doesn't always go great when you just do it that way. So if you can think about it, talk about it, get everything out in the open. I think that just does so much to giving you a much less stressful experience and giving you more peace of mind and um, hopefully making the whole experience actually a little bit fun when it comes to planning your wedding. That's the other thing I love to say is, you know, it should be fun. It's a cool thing to do. You're planning probably the biggest party you're ever going to throw. So, you know, have some fun with it too. Yeah. And I also will say like, even I've definitely had couples that they just didn't enjoy the process. And sometimes that's okay too. Like you may not love it. It may not feel fun for you. Hopefully you are happy and satisfied like with the outcome and with the day itself but if you are if you're listening to this and you're like oh I totally hate my wedding planning process this is not fun this is not enjoyable like that is absolutely a normal reaction as well so (laughs) and how do you work with clients too do you have you know some clients that just come to you and say plan the whole thing I want nothing to do with this um or is it always kind of a collaborative process how do you do that Yeah, it's mostly a collaborative process. Um, I think couples, it's interesting. I think where my couples differ is sort of how they make decisions and what level or number of options they want to see. So some, I definitely have had some couples where it's like, just give us, you know, three to four different options per category. We'll talk to who looks interesting. We'll make a decision. And sometimes it's just like, every time I send them a group of vendors, they're like, we like so-and-so we're going to hire them. And it's like super fast. And then other people, and it's all about your personal decision-making style, I think. And there's also a lot of people who, in order to make a decision, they like to know the full landscape of what is what's out there and what's available to them. So that's like the couples who want to see 
dozens and dozens of venues. Um, I had one couple who had a hard time picking a photographer and it was like, I sent out, I first sent over some options. They didn't quite love everything. They found some on Instagram and sent me back a list of like 10 who I researched and because of budget and availability, like none of those really worked out. And I was just like, I said, I have a list, you know, like I curate my preferred vendor list. So I don't just send like a list of everybody out to all of my clients. So, but like my list of photographers that I love and work with and can recommend is like 40 plus people. And the client was like, give it to me. I want to see it. I want to see it all. And like, they went through my list of like 40 40 photographers because but that was just how they make decisions like they want to see everything that's out there so that they can feel confident in making the decision so yes I always my couples are always pretty involved and I really never have anybody that's like "Eh, you just handle it but it definitely the decision making process and like how many options they want to consider and how many people they talk to that is what differs amongst my couples yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like I'd be that person asking for all 40 of the photographers, by the way. <laughs> Which is fine. I think it's helpful. Like if you know, I think it's really helpful if you know that going in, like if you're self-aware enough to know how you make decisions and especially if you're working with a planner, like be able to give your planner that kind of heads up just to say like, Hey, we're the kind of couple we like to see a lot of different options and get a sense of what's out there in order to feel comfortable making a decision. Because then you sometimes have people, if you don't give them all of that, they make a decision too fast and then they regret it or don't love it. Or sometimes even they change their mind. I had a client who booked a venue too quickly and ultimately, you know, decided to break the contract and book somewhere else. So yeah, being, it's helpful to like be aware of your decision-making style for sure. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing wrong. Like you said, just tell everyone up front because it's totally cool. However you want to do it, but if you tell people it'll just make it easier on everyone. Yeah. And that actually, so really, you just raised a really, you made me think of an interesting point that I think it'd be helpful for couples to know, because I know couples sometimes don't like, they, they're afraid of hurting vendors feelings, like in the vendor search process. So they don't always love telling vendors that they're talking to other, other vendors within their category and interviewing other people. They also, if they've gone in a different direction, sometimes feel really bad letting the vendors know that like, we're not going to hire you. And I know that that's like an uncomfortable and awkward email, but I want to assure the couples that are listening that like, we're professionals. We are used to this. Like, obviously nobody loves rejection, but we get rejected all the time. So please don't ghost us and actually like tell us what your answer is. If you're not moving forward with this, we will understand. Um, but don't feel bad about telling us like we're, we're grown adults. We can handle it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great point. And honestly, it, it's also helpful because as the vendor, you're going to spend time following up, calling, emailing. So honestly, if you don't just tell them flat out, hey, we chose someone else, you're kind of causing them to use up extra time for no reason. So honestly, I think, like you said, every vendor is going to appreciate and respect if you just tell them, you know, sorry, you went a different direction. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of great advice. And I think our couples are going to get so many tips for how to keep this less stressful when it comes to wedding planning. Now, before we go, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your company? Yeah. So I am based in New York city. I focus primarily on weddings and I've been in business for a little over seven years. Prior to this, I was a commercial real estate attorney. So I kind of bring that 
background to everything. Um, and online folks can find me. My website's colorpopevents.com. I will also add in that um, I am soon to be announced an author. I have written a book called The Wedding Roller Coaster, which covers a lot of the things that we talked about today. So it's really focusing on navigating the ups and downs of planning a wedding while focusing on all of your relationships. So your relationship with yourself, your partner, your family, wedding party, all of your community and everybody um, like that. So that will be available soon. Oh, wow. That is amazing. And we'll be sure to have all those links on our website too, so you guys can check it out there. Amazing. Great. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much fun chatting with you. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I hope you enjoyed those tips for how to reduce some of your wedding planning stress. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Rent My Wedding, your one-stop shop for event rentals. Order online and rentals are delivered right to your door. Shipping is free both ways nationwide. Rent lighting, backdrops, photo booths, and more. With the most five-star reviews in the industry, Rent My Wedding makes rentals easy and affordable. Book your rentals today at www.rentmywedding.com.